0: Welcome to Thank You for Toilet Paper, a history of the little things, a podcast where we talk about a few things to be grateful for and the history and stories behind them. I'm your host, Elizabeth Miller. Thank you so much for joining me today. Let's get going. Over the course of today's episode, I have learned a very important thing. I have learned that I struggle to spell the word handkerchief. I don't know why, but I just cannot keep that one in my brain to the point of having to sound it out. Remember the I before E except after C rule, but now my question is how far after C, and then I've gotten into the habit of thinking of the German rule for I and E first before anything else, and basically my Google searches for the history of the handkerchief look really ridiculous based solely on the number of times I've had to correct my spelling, so... You're welcome. (laughs) And maybe after this episode, I will finally be able to keep in mind the proper spelling for the word handkerchief, but it's not very likely at this point. (laughs) Today's episode was suggested by a friend, so shout out to her for today's topic. Thank you. We are going to be talking about handkerchiefs and tissues. Now, for me, when I think of handkerchiefs, I think of waving them to send someone off on a grand adventure. My mother has a large tapestry in our home of a knight riding away from his love with her scarf or handkerchief tied around like his arm or maybe his waist. Waist would be a very big handkerchief. It's probably his arm. I should go check. So that's usually what I picture first. Followed by, like, hygiene concerns for what to do with a borrowed and used handkerchief. Very opposite ends of the spectrum, like, emotionally there, but those are the things that come to mind. So (laughs) we've got the reusable and sometimes fashionable handkerchiefs, as well as the disposable tissue. So today we're going to take a look at both. Now, I am rather embarrassed to say this, but I don't think that it was until I was living in Germany that I realized that I only knew paper tissues by the brand name Kleenex. And what I mean by that is that I would often say I needed a Kleenex as opposed to I need a tissue. And I mean, I said both, but the power of the branding of Kleenex was such that when I was trying to translate the word into German, it was only then that I realized, oh my days, that's right. Kleenex is a brand, not the universal term for a tissue. So... Yeah, that took a moment to sink in, but I don't think that this is unique to just growing up in the States. I learned that while there's a German word for tissue as well, the one that I used most often was over there was also a brand name for tissues. I would ask for a tempo when I needed a tissue. Tempo is a brand of tissue, German. So without further ado, we will be taking some time today to talk about a little bit of love for handkerchiefs and tissues, the rescuers of... Our noses when we're sick or crying or just trying to be silent in public I guess. So a handkerchief is a piece of cloth or thin fabric that is usually hemmed in a square shape. Uh, It can be for personal hygiene, something to let others use, or it can simply be decorative like a pocket square. Handkerchiefs were used by the ancient Greeks and Romans in many of the same ways that we still use them today. The word handkerchief comes from the French word couvrir and chef, which means to cover and head, respectively. This refers to the kerchief head covering. So like the head kerchief. That's not what it was called, but just think of it that way it was in the 16th century that we saw europeans begin to carry handkerchiefs in pockets in order to clear sweat from their faces to delineate the difference between those kerchiefs used for the face and those used for head coverings the word hand was added to kerchief making it handkerchief 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 the invention of the cloth handkerchief is apparently attributed to king richard ii of england as several documents note him taking out a square-shaped cloth to wipe his nose At the very latest, they were definitely around by Shakespeare's time, as they were included in his plays, like Othello, for example. Handkerchiefs can also be used in folk dances, as well as religious ceremonies. There are folk dances that use handkerchiefs in the Balkans, the Middle East, Greece, and more. There's a Grecian dance called the Kalamantianos, that uses handkerchiefs. This dance is danced with other dancers in a circle, with the dancers holding hands and moving counterclockwise. A lead and second dancer use a handkerchief to stay connected, which allows them to move more freely during the dance. In West Africa, waving handkerchiefs was also used to draw attention to the hand motions during certain dances. These days, handkerchiefs can be made from cotton, linen, silk, or synthetic fabrics. While handkerchiefs can still be practical, they can also be used simply decoratively, or even as a way to mark class or status. Handkerchiefs can be used to carry items. I remember as a kid seeing the image of a person is also usually a kid in my mind, but maybe I just needed that like similarity. But it was a person who had their lunch or their goods tied up in a handkerchief attached to a stick. I tried it once and I think I managed to get like five packs of fruit snacks and a sandwich inside and and it held actually pretty well, I think. It like slid down the stick a lot, but you know, I'm sure I could have tied that better. (laughs) handkerchiefs can also be worn of course and in the uk wearing a handkerchief tied at the corners around one's hair came to be associated with the seaside handkerchiefs can also be used to make a tourniquet to stop bleeding they can be used to clean both the house and sweat from our brows but not in quick succession like don't dust your house and then use the same anyways that makes sense right They can even be used as a makeshift gun cleaning cloth in a pinch. They can be used to polish and repair shoes, hold hot cooking utensils, make a bandage or sling, and much more. By about the 18th century, white handkerchiefs were waved at events as a signal of approval. This was usually done by the women as the men more often waved their hats. Men would often wear handkerchiefs with their suits in the pocket, which at this point earned them the name pocket square or pocket handkerchief. This trend of pocket squares got started in the 1920s and continued on strong through the 60s. And there's recently been a revival in pocket squares again, and some have attributed that to the rise of television shows like Mad Men and kind of bringing that back. There are different rules with pocket squares as well, like one that I saw recommended not matching your pocket square with your tie necessarily, like instead of using a secondary complementary color that's in the tie for the pocket square, because if it's all one, it draws attention away from your face, and your face is what we want to see. (laughs) So now, let's take a quick look at paper handkerchiefs or tissues. Facial tissues have a very long history, having been used for centuries in Japan, and indeed if we fold toilet paper into the mix, having been used for centuries in China as well. But you can check out the toilet paper episode for more information on that. In the United States, the name synonymous with tissues is Kleenex, as we already mentioned. Part of what makes Kleenexes especially useful was the implementation of the microfold process. This process came from Kimberly Clark, a paper manufacturer in the United States. So it's not a person that's like the name of the manufacturer. By breaking down the rigid nature of paper with micro folds, this increased the absorption capacity of tissues. And Kimberly Clark used this in their production. And in the 1920s, they developed a product called Kotex that was made to help with women's periods. They're sanitary pads. The Kotex used a new creping process made by Frank Sensenbrenner and Ernst Mahler. They layered sheets of tissue to create the cotex. Kimberly Clark also produced a crepe paper that was used as a filter in gas masks during the start of World War I. The name Kleenex came in 1924, when the company was choosing the name for a product that was going to be marketed as a cold cream remover. 1924 saw the introduction then of the first facial tissue in the West, at least. As I already mentioned, they'd been around in Japan much longer. The Kleenex was a disposable way to take care of your nose and whatever else you needed to and replace the use of cotton wool or face towels to do that job. In 1925, we had the first ad for Kleenex tissues, and it claimed that you could use them to keep your face as pretty as the Hollywood stars. A few years later, Kleenexes were marketed as helping with colds and hay fever, and by 1930, the marketing slogan was, quote, don't carry a cold in your pocket, close quote. These days, the word Kleenex is used to refer to any type of tissue, whether or not it's actually made by Kleenex. In fact, the brand Kleenex is even recognized outside of the United States. So, whether you need it to clean the sweat from your face, or clear your nose, or wrap up some fruit snacks in a sandwich for a new adventure, handkerchiefs and tissues have been through thick and thin with us for centuries, and for that, I am very grateful. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you have a marvelous day. Take care.